The following show contains spoilers for episode 3 of Survivor 41. Hello again. Hello, Hello again. again. Hello again. Welcome back to RNG Show. That's uh, the place where we are. We're going to talk about Survivor Season 41. This episode uh, with us here, we got a fun group of kids. We got Fred back here with Soren. Hello. Uh, for Fred, are you the Phantom of the Opera at this point? Y- you've been on all the episodes, man. Yeah. <laughs> I Something thought I like told that. you to go home, episode one. You can't get rid of <laughs> I me. I just missed you from this show. <laughs> You'll never be rid of me. Why won't you leave, traitor? <laughs> so those are the friends that uh, they made along the way. We got TB here. Yo, what up? Uh, pretty solid episode for the Flame Pog Empire. Uh, some ups, some downs. And he got me back here. I'm too, and I'm here with Blockbuster Definition, uh, continuing to uh, hold strong in this third episode of Survivor Season 41. Uh, what'd you guys think of the episode? It was a, a slower episode overall. It didn't feel like as as many things happened as the first couple. But I, mean, uh, I think a lot of things happened. It's just that there was no major like it wasn't a roller coaster it was just kind of like was, a flat line of action <laughs> yeah it it was average survivor yeah for for how you know kind of like exciting or interesting like these past two episodes were i feel like i'm already getting burnt out on it and i don't know if that's the case or if this episode is just particularly uh below average uh i guess one reason for that might have been this you know three-way vacation type thing they did which in theory like seems like it would be cool and exciting but it's played very like plainly and coming right off of two summit trips it true is feeling maybe a little bit repetitive that and the addition of like uh two teams new or a, a good portion of two of the teams knew about their teammate leaving in the middle of the night yeah and o- only one person had to like make the sneaky sneaky getaway mm-hmm. we need more metal gear survivor we need to get back to the uh, camp infiltrations <laughs> yeah it was true it was also very clear that they really wanted this like event to happen um without making it super obvious by doing you know the guy on a boat shows up or whatever because like they yeah. hide these little advantage pamphlets around camp but it's not like they're really hit and they kind of just placed there and whoever happens to come across it first uh gets to go on the trip well they had to make sure somebody found it because if it's like well hidden there's no guarantee that somebody's gonna find it Mm -hmm. for sure and then on top of that as well i'm sure they were really expecting people to find this like three-way idol uh much sooner because by the end of this episode (laughs) Uh, it's like day seven, so they've been out there for like a week now, and that's a third of the time. Yeah, like Xander found his, and uh, Brad found his, but there's still the one on Luvu just hanging around. 
is Luvu even looking like? It's I think, what, that's he- the Heather thing. looked briefly just, like episode one. Yeah, we just don't know really. anything about Luvu really, other than uh, Nasir being the worst ever, or the best ever, or the worst ever. <laughs> Nasir is a menace. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that shot composition where, like, they were all talking about him. He was just, like, sitting five feet behind them. <laughs> yeah. Rubbing his hands. Also, the, I, I gotta say, it, the the way they, like, showed Brad getting the uh, throughway idol advantage retroactively after he found the other advantage, it was very weird for survivor i feel like editing wise is just kind of like they really the, love the flashbacks i, except I they had a lot the of flashbacks, flashbacks. yeah they, they, I, I thought it, it was it a cool really editing. Unnec- thought it was a cool yeah. editing choice they started on yeah. this idea of like the non-sequential showing of like finding these uh these things out in the woods which i think is fun but i feel like they really played it up in like a strange way this episode the the first half especially just felt really unique and, and different from what we usually see mm-hmm. speaking yeah, of things I... we don't usually see tree mail exists again even though i know it's always yeah. there but like they haven't actually shown it in an actual episode of survivor since like when hmm. <laughs> yeah, have they even shown it in a Fiji before uh you know, I don't know. I I didn't really think about that. Yeah, I I guess we also don't know if they just put that there for the well. In some of the extra clips event. from previous seasons at Fiji, like Tree Mail has been there. It's just okay. They, they just don't have it in the episode anymore. I was just a little disappointed that we didn't have Jeff iconically introduce Tree Mail mm-hmm. like he did in every single episode of season one. <laughs> True. Throughout their time on the island, the tribes will compete in a series of challenges. They'll receive messages notifying them of these competitions at their tree mail. But I don't know. It, it's it's something that like, it, of course, is there, but the, it's not very like interesting for them to like go to tree mail and see like, oh, we have to go to the challenge. Well, like, I think what it stems it's from just what is you like... expect. Back in the day, they used to, like, put all these cultural references and stuff in, like, a small item they would get with tree mail. And then when they went to Fiji forever, like, well, uh, we've run out of Fijian cultural references, so here's a letter, guys. It's interesting, yeah, like, really comparing this to previous episodes of Survivor, which feel like they contain so much, like, more content in a way. Um, But in this season especially, even though there's no, like, specific twist, they keep using a pretty like significant time chunk on whatever advantages are going around and i really feel like we're missing out on a lot um especially like the luvu tribe where we really just don't know a lot about what's going on or uh the yua tribe where we roughly like kind of get like who is aligned with who but it it's a little more blurry and i can't help but think like going to these islands is kind of sacrificing the rest of the show but yeah i think the same argument applies here that we talked about in the last episode with the um with the protect or risk your vote summit thing mm-hmm. um where it's just like it's a cool idea but doing it every single episode yeah. kills so much time the, and, though 
though this episode it was more of a prisoner's dilemma in a, a truer sense than the previous ones yeah uh but it's still the same gimmick that we've had for two episodes yeah for episode one it was pretty interesting because i feel like we haven't really seen anything like that on survivor before at least very like often but the third time around it's really starting to feel stale i do wonder if like this stale twist structure this season might be like a result of the pandemic where they weren't really sure if they were going to do this in fiji i think like we heard a lot of rumors about them doing it maybe in mexico or even california at some point, right? Mm-hmm. So I wonder if, like, well, when they were brainstorming, like, the, these two seasons, uh, if they were just thinking, okay, what is a twist that doesn't really depend on location that we can just swap out the location, put it anywhere, and it would still work? That yeah, could very well be true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I that's, see what you that's mean. fair. I just hope going forward we have uh, a little more variety, but this is definitely better than, like, ghost island where they just kind of like showed up and broke an urn and they either got something or didn't um mm-hmm. there's a little more like game going on here and at the very least like for each individual person it's a new experience for them even if for us it's the same thing over and over yeah and i guess we can talk about the advantage itself then sure well, uh, just before we move on, one thing I did want to mention is uh, I think I think this was off cu- off mic that we were you know p- putting this out there, but we're due for a merge pretty soon or a tribe swap or something, and so we're gonna see all these different relationships and impressions that formed on these trips coming to fruition pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it's it'll be like one more vote out for. Uh... Ua or Yase before we get there, though, in my opinion. Yeah, so right now we have 14 people left in the game, I believe. So thinking about numbers, right, um, if they go down to 13, there's not really a good way to split that up. But once we're at 12, then they could either do like into two tribes or they could do three tribes again, but those would be really small tribes of three. Yeah. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised that, like if they kind of just let things sit and that's why they're giving all these opportunities for people to like interact. So when we do get to the merge without a swap, there are somewhat existing connections out there already. Yeah. Uh were you talking about the reward Fred? <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I, I was just thinking about this um like actual prisoner's dilemma situation um because just on paper like tb said it is definitely a more direct prisoner's dilemma but there's also like this weird situation where if you take the tarp then everybody on your tribe knows that you had a thing which isn't necessarily bad because you did pick the tarp anyways but it's just like a that immediately exposes you if you didn't want to be, um, and then B, uh, kind of another segue, but like, I, I cannot stand Tiffany for (laughs) this entire, like, first half of the episode, and this, this situation also just, like, exemplified that, because she's the one that's like, 
Sydney's like, oh yeah, I feel like I should, you know, be safe and take the time. She's like, oh, okay, so we can take this the seal of vote. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, wow. It, it was it was definitely like very uncomfortable seeing her like be so open about yeah i'm gonna screw you over like yeah to somebody she just met like so openly right and if i'm in sydney's position me being the incredibly spiteful person that i am would instantly be like okay i'm immediately going to steal a vote now so that i can screw over both of you <laughs> because i don't want either of you like getting this at my expense right especially when mm-hmm. you're gonna act like this straight to my face and i was just like yeah i'm totally willing to lose my vote if it means they also do yeah um i, I which feel, maybe isn't the right play but i feel I that, definitely done that that dynamic might be kind of interesting once sydney and tiffany are brought together in the game if if we mm-hmm. get to see that uh, just because of how bad of a first impression Tiffany made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then sort of tying into that, the way Tiffany's acting within her own alliance even is also really like, I just don't understand what Tiffany's game plan is here. Because we start the episode and she finds an, an advantage. Um, and you know, tells her alliance, but then in confession, I was like, oh yeah, I would have never told them if they if I didn't find it right in front of them. And I'm yeah. like, are you not aware of the fact that you just made them make a terrible vote because of your own, like, incompetence? <laughs> like, are you <laughs> yeah. not aware of the fact that they voted for you to keep you, like, you know, emotionally with them? And I feel like there's just, like, this huge disconnect between, like, oh, yeah, I should trust my... Or, or what's happening in that, like, she should trust her alliance because they just voted with her in a terrible vote. Um, But also, she's like, oh, yeah, I'm not gonna... I'm gonna hide all my info, and I'm gonna play the game. It's like, but you didn't play the game last vote. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. It's just like, I don't... I, I don't know what she wants or what she's doing, yeah. and I don't like watching her it, it, it seems like she's trying to play like the the uh uh arc what's the word uh archetypal like villain <laughs> side but she's doing an awful job at it yeah yeah it's pretty hard to see where her like head is at or where the consistencies are um it's interesting one thing i noted was like seeing her last episode like really scrambling over that vote situation to this episode where she's acting like, you know, the mafia boss over Sydney. And it's, uh, it's really hard. And I feel like she's just going to end up blowing herself up in the game. Yeah. I, I do feel that uh, when a merge happens, if Evie and Liana are still in the game, like, Sydney is clearly a a better choice to have in an alliance than mm-hmm. Tiffany. Yeah, that that's what I was thinking, right? Because if if Tiffany creates this like bad blood with even one other person on another tribe, then if Evie Liana ever want to drop Tiffany, then there are 
there's so, at least one person and then yeah. potentially more who's tied it, to that person it, it would be a very simple choice for sure <laughs> right right but yeah um what did you guys think of the uh the result of that prisoner's dilemma with uh Tiffany choosing tarp after coming out strong saying oh, I'm going to choose steal a vote again I, I I don't know why she would do that <laughs> I don't know what like like Cam said I don't know where the consistency is and like maybe it's just the editing right where we yeah. just see that and it maybe she did like be. contemplate it but like on our end she's just like so frantic and all over the place at every single corner like, and it's like if you if you make that threat then uh, follow you know, it through you, honestly yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't know because like again You're... if 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 sydney finds out that she didn't do it it doesn't <laughs> it's not much better for her it's not much better for tiffany because then sydney just goes oh yeah she's just a flip-flopper like she she has no you know determination about her decisions yeah and now you have sydney going into the rest of the game assuming that tiffany has an advantage sitting around it makes me almost wonder if like tiffany understood the prisoner's dilemma because like by putting out that oh you better not do this because i'll do this like you're you're affecting you're making people want to uh you make people doubt their original position when you when you like make a large declaration like that. Mm-hmm. So she's saying, "Oh, I'm I am intentionally screwing you over because you're picking tarp and I want to steal a vote." Well, now you know one of two things that either everybody uh that either she's sticking with her original position and, you know, is calling your bluff per se or everybody is scared of you. And so everybody's stealing a vote, which yeah. means that either based on like the two logical outcomes, you're getting nothing or you're getting nothing. Yeah, I feel yeah. I feel part of it might be uh, and this this is going drastically understated within this conversation currently. But this is a hard season of Survivor. And I I she has been one of the ones that has shown the wear and tear the most Mm -hmm. throughout the challenges and her decision-making process could also be greatly affected by that. So that's not something to forget. I think you are making a good point here. And I feel like a little bit of that is also on the show's editing. Like we've been told in all the preseason material, Oh, this is the hardest season of survivor ever. Um, But Beyond Jeff asking, like, the losing tribe for the flint back after every challenge, it doesn't feel that way, necessarily. Yeah, that That is a brutal, true. brutal consequence. <laughs> yeah, because... Yeah, there's just no payoff on our side yeah. of anything they mm-hmm. do sort of behind the scenes like this. I want to see the them going back to camp and being like, oh, no, the, our, our fire burnt out while we were at the challenge. Now we don't have any flint. What do we do? I want to see that stuff. Yeah. But I feel yeah. like I feel like the survival aspect of Survivor has been completely absent. We don't even see them like gathering outside of this year finding like breadfruit day one. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I, I that, totally agree. But that is what is also to be stated is there's a lot of game to be played in this short time, so even though they're struggling, they're still like 
they have to cram in all this game part of it that's like uh and to that, that i will come back to something that we mention every few episodes on the show it feels like give us extended cuts on paramount plus we used to say cvs all access but that thing's dead so give <laughs> us extended cuts on paramount plus mm-hmm. there's there's just a lot going on and not enough show to reflect it yeah yeah i totally agree because when when i heard that like when you first said oh if you lose you lose your flit i was like dang that's a big deal and now the only time it's ever mentioned is when they get it back or when they take it away and that's it and yeah i do get that there's so many things going on especially like with this episode with how many advantages were just found um that they literally just don't have time but it is missing that and i would like to know if that is actually affecting people like tiffany or if tiffany is just playing this way on her own mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> so uh what did you guys think of the challenge i i thought it was a good challenge yeah well, and... first i want to talk about broccoli <laughs> yeah oh yeah, yeah. pre-challenge pre-challenge <laughs> we got some broccoli and butterflies to talk yeah. about i i love the i love that gimmick but i i wish that the something came of it like it's it's shaping up to be like nothing's gonna come of it yeah they did this one they like uh brad and xander i feel like pulled this off in a pretty natural way um just the way xander was able to like recall on what he was saying and then like brad didn't say the sentence exactly correct but maybe it was close enough but Man, like, I imagine they, they would give it to you. <laughs> yeah, so now, like, with Brad gone, if somebody else, like, ends up getting that phrase and, like, if Luvu, you know, gets it, like, having to redo this whole conversation again is going to be a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I Yeah, I think uh, it was a good idea, but it just didn't pan out the way that anybody would want it to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, but it, it did make some very funny television and i i especially like that moment with uh with uh xander and uh brad yeah they, during they, the challenge i liked what you i liked what you said <laughs> about the broccoli <laughs> yeah. That, was, yeah, that, was, that was a good moment one thing about this this like method of activating the idols is I like it, but I feel like, you know, everybody everybody on the tribes is mostly in on it at this point, I think. Yeah. And that's but what I want to see now is them subverting this. I want to see, like, people be giving uh, advantages that have different text on them. And so, like, they know activation phrases, but they're not sure what the activation phrases necessarily do. Your phrase activates something for somebody else or locks somebody, something else. Yeah, it it would mm-hmm. be it would be better if it was in a more like individualistic or like like a two person thing. Having it split into three parts or like doesn't work in our current situation. Mm-hmm. Just telling you guys. But yeah, if 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 they like took that that idea and twisted it to where like one person had to slide this in without it being questioned or something, uh it would be very interesting and but give them not an immunity idol but like i don't know something small i don't know 
just telling you, in four years, Xander is going to go with high hopes to elect President Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> and he's going to show up at the polling place, and the voting machine is just going to display on the screen. No <laughs> vote. Head back to camp. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Xander. Yeah. Also, I do think it's funny that Brad, of all people, found the broccoli one, because I feel like, despite not saying the <laughs> phrase amazingly, he had a really good bit for it. Or he's yeah. like, look at me. I look like broccoli. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know what? That's pretty good. That's uh, good. I like I, that. I saw a fire tweet right after that happened with uh, Rick Devins tweeted it out. And it was a comparison of Brad to the broccoli from VeggieTales. <laughs> and, you know, I was about to make a VeggieTales joke. I did not see Rick Devins tweet. But as oh, soon yeah. as like we were having this conversation I'm like oh, you know he, he he would make a good veggie tales character yeah. <laughs> uh, my boy rick devins hopped on the veggie tales immediately <laughs> and i laughed very hard that's great challenge though overall uh it, it was a fu- it was a fun challenge uh lots of different elements in there lots of classics like digging <laughs> yep the mm-hmm. and jumping into water yeah the the little device they had set up at the end seemed pretty cool though like it was a decent yeah. challenge and it ended up being suspenseful in these like last shot scenarios that <laughs> always come up well i it loved the nba regulation though <laughs> yeah, what, what, was it was it jd that was trying was to JD, lay up yeah. on it oh that was so <laughs> funny yeah i totally respect it though it's like the yeah. when i thought about it it's like you know what that does kind of make sense because it literally just puts you closer. You don't have to throw it as far, but it's also just harder because you don't have you, as much, like, wide yeah, up. You don't Man. have momentum in your throw, and it's yeah. very inconsistent. Freaking yeah. Brad probably could have gone on his tiptoes and just laid some of them there. Yeah. <laughs> just dropped it. Yeah. Brad was just going little tosses. Oh, there it goes. There it goes. <laughs> like, how mm-hmm. tall is Brad? That guy's got to be, like, seven he feet He looks very tall. Yeah. He, he uh, I believe the uh, in the pre uh, the information preseason stuff, it said he was eight foot nine. No, no, he is oh, not uh-huh. eight foot nine. <laughs> He's Shut tall. Up. He is very, very tall. Yeah, yeah, and also, hey, it's the first time uh, Yase doesn't lose in immunity, other than like. The first episode, I guess. Yeah, they yeah. figured sort of. it out. They did it. The comeback story. Mm-hmm. It, it really makes sense narratively, right? It's very convenient. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it'd be interesting to see these guys uh, continue to dwindle down, but I'm curious if that'll happen yet because, like... I don't know. In me, it's like, okay, well, it's fi- it's finally time for Luvu to to lose a challenge, but that might not happen. Who knows? Yeah, they are v- very strong challenge team, like I predicted in the draft. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and it could just end up being like a merge, and then Yasei and Ua people get together, and then they take out Luvu. Yeah, and that, that's what I'm kind of feeling here, right? Is we get all the underdogs together. And suddenly they outnumber the Luvu tribe that's left behind, and they kind of just get to work through them. Yeah, we'll see. It, it's a very fast-paced, uh, action-y game, so anything could happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, challenge happens. We have 
Uwa lose, and we get a little bit of like bargaining going on, and we really get like a inter- interesting perspective in for Chantel, where she is sort of at the center of everything on this tribe, as it turns out. Yep. Uh, with Ricard as her number one, but also, you know, she's JD's number one and Brad's number one apparently. Uh-huh. <laughs> and and she's very empathetic to like both sides and doesn't want to have to make a decision on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's interesting here. One of the things that stood out to me is, is JD's move of, you know, really trying to keep himself alive offers up his extra vote Dude. in an appeal yeah. to, you know, show any sort of trust or loyalty in exchange for longevity. And I feel like this is this is a pretty good move on JD's part because I f- yes. feel like this really kind of turns the the tides, especially after like just recently breaking the trust by you know having that secret revealed. It seems like this may have kept him in the game here. Yeah, true. yeah, I, I, absolutely. I I think this move is great. I don't know what JD's doing. <laughs> I I had so much confidence for this man going into the season. And he does something like this where he walks in the camp with a paper stick out of his pants. And I'm just like, <laughs> this feels like you're just, I, why dude? Yeah, <laughs> why like, how is many it not of, safer? How many of our first picks was he? I, I, think, I think only ours, but no, uh, like I, I was, if you guys didn't pick him, I think we were going to Yeah, so. on paper, oh. on paper. It was, it was a pretty good option up there at the top. Yeah. It's not like he doesn't, you know, have the personality for it. He's just like doing all this weird, all these weird things, and then like people aren't like super vibing with him. I guess I don't know. I think he's that's not as sort of changed, collected but, um, as maybe he initially came off as. <laughs> right, right. Um, but I think he has, you know, at least somewhat restructured his his you know relationship with with Shan. Mm-hmm. And now they're, at least hopefully, chill. There's potential that, like, Chantel doesn't, hasn't changed her opinion, but thought that, you know, Brad was still the best vote here. Um, But I do think that giving up that advantage to her is huge. Yeah, and I feel that now, with that in play... I feel Chantel has an opportunity to become just an absolute force in this game. Mm-hmm. Boy, I sure wish Shan was on our team. <laughs> Brad. But, see, but yes, but if she was on our team, she would not win the game. You have to understand that. <laughs> yeah, I feel her like uh, her like empathy and uh, her like kindness towards her teammates is a double edged sword. Where it's like, well, Chantel is going to help us or like if you're in an individual position you're like well i can go to chantelle because i trust but also chantelle is like easy to backstab yeah if, if all the the number ones all, all of chantelle's number ones find out that she has five different number ones yeah. <laughs> they might mm-hmm. realize and uh start to turn things around on her yeah, but at the same time, I don't think I really don't feel like she's ever been in that kind of position. Like even with just within her tribe, like nobody's really said anything 
bad about Chantel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, and based on, like, the things that she's said and the plays that she made, um, I don't think that her, like, everything's really going to be a detriment either. Just because, like, she seems really in tune with the game. And, like... Uh, but at the same time, like, what, when you get down towards the end in, like, a jury position, like, that doesn't really secure jury votes being the, like, one that everybody gets along with but doesn't actually do much in the game, you know? And, unless, like, everybody else, if she theoretically makes it to the final vote if everybody else is just absolutely hated for their gameplay (laughs) she might get voted as the winner but uh uh like empathy only goes so far to to the point where it becomes passivity yeah yeah i I see what you mean i think she's kind of uh displayed to like this uh ability or at least the ambition to kind of turn on that and and be able to backstab when necessary i think Mm -hmm. for Chantel, we could probably see a pretty similar like trajectory from uh tommy in season 39 where they just kind of like hang out and they build really strong like social relationships and just Mm -hmm. keep themselves constantly in a good position and like making decisions and always just putting the target on other people and I feel like that's a that's a similar sort of game we could see here if she can continue not to really like put herself in the spotlight and just be people's friends while maintaining like the strategic uh you know final say then it it makes her be in a really good spot because we've seen that now like yeah. Ricard is deferring to Chantel and uh J- jd is just <laughs> really doing whatever she wants it'll be interesting to see how like that this sort of alliance that's forming here on yua might go and conflict against the yase alliance with evie and liana yeah and if if they get into another position like that like i feel chantel would feel uh, a, a position where like JD's on the chopping block is what I'm referring to. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like she would, because she got the advantage from JD feel kind of indebted and use it for his sake rather than preserving herself, you know? Yeah. Which that, that mm-hmm. kind of makes me nervous. We also don't, we also don't know if she's actually going to hang on to it because the like, the way they talked about the the handoff, it seemed like Chantel was saying, "Hand it to me so that you can't use it right now, and then I will give it back." It didn't sound like she was like, "Oh, give me your advantage to keep." Mm-hmm. So I think I think she's going to give it back. Okay. Um, and that would be a great just based way on the to way that they build phrased trust it. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Because I feel like if she want, if she really wanted the advantage, she would have voted off JD with it in her pocket. <laughs> yeah, and just kept it. But um, which is what I honestly like thought was going to happen. That's what it felt like, right? Because as soon as he hands it off, the very t- very clear two lines are yeah, 
he gets voted out after giving it to her, and it's this great play of her getting advantage and then getting rid of the person that it belongs to. Literally, um, like, exactly what I wrote in our in our spoiler chat while watching the episode. I'm like, <laughs> oh boy, time for JD to be slain by his own weapon. <laughs> yeah. That's what it felt like. Um, or she uses it to create trust between JD again and lock him in even more. Um, and I, I, I thought JD was going, especially after he has this whole spiel about how much he loves Survivor and how much it means to him <laughs> right at Tribal Council, which, you know, Voce basically yeah. did the exact same thing the episode before, <laughs> and then got voted out. Yeah, the little, um, the little sob story was, I think, honestly, what might have swayed her vote. Maybe. Oh, yeah, with the kind of player she is seeming to be, it's definitely likely. <laughs> I'm just worried about how much longer JD can keep keep dodging these eliminations for. Yeah. I know, because he's, every single time Uwa's been shown, JD was on the block. <laughs> and like, very the, the very metagamey part of me is mostly concerned about the sheer amount of screen time that JD is getting. <laughs> mm-hmm. This guy is in like fifty percent of the entire show so far. I, yeah. I think, yeah, he's it just, does feel he's like just he's, just a, he's just a character uh, on this tribe, especially like they're really downplaying like Genie and Ricard is seemingly very like one dimensional. So it's it's fun to have sort of an active character like JD, and it's playing into, um, you know, when he references like these past survivor players being these like influential characters, um, you know, using JD as like a device to show like, you don't need to just be like, you know, the, you know, serious steely, like you go and kill every single immunity challenge. Like you can out be out there and be a little goofy and like have fun too. So it's just like yeah. this a- evolution of these archetypes that he's kind of basing himself off of. Uh, yeah, we have we have like Brad here kind of go home almost unceremoniously, especially compared to JD, who like bears his heart here at Tribal. Uh, we don't really get too much of of Brad's perspective. We have seen a lot of him kind of like running around or making these questionable moves. Uh, or whatever. Being a crazy Finding person. a bunch of advantages, but then he just kind of goes, and he takes all of his uh, loot with him. Yeah, how many did he have by the end? So Three? Two? He just had two. He had the steal of vote, and he had the third of an idol. Right, right. Which, you know, is interesting because now Xander is kind of just entirely... Left left out to dry, but I'm assuming that they will rehide this this third. But I I feel like they gotta. So when you know JD starts talking about broccoli, maybe people <laughs> get confused. You know, I I remember you know some of Brad's last words before he left, <laughs> and His how he was just a broccoli to to the rest of us. <laughs> I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> oh, JD, it, it was yesterday. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I imagine most likely scenario is the idol reappears at the camp that it was lost at. Hopefully not yeah. in the fire pit like it was. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully they don't drop it on, you know, 
the face of Ricard. (laughs) (laughs) What's this? It fell from the sky. It's crazy. (laughs) Probably not important. Hmm. Might be fire fuel. It's been very hard to start a fire without flint. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's where the payoff is. Oh, thank God we have some tinder. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, uh, interesting episode. At, At the very least, we got to learn little bit more about the people on on Yua. um hopefully these coming episodes uh we can at least learn a little bit more about some of the people who have been underexposed so far yeah or just like the Lulu tribe as a whole but also i am totally down for just a uh weekly nasir update right and that's all we get from Luvu, right you know, and it's just Nasir and Sydney, and Sydney's like our. You know, our Nasir's my best friend. This test, yeah, it, <laughs> right. If it's going to Except be, like... if it's going to be unbalanced, at least make it fun. I right, like right. So let's let's uh get into the points here for this episode. Uh, early on, we got lots of movement for the Flame Pog Empire, uh, with Tiffany picking stuff up and brad picking a bunch of stuff up uh so there's lots of finding advantages going on and how we ended up scoring this for brad and for this whole like prisoner island dilemma thing uh because it was kind of like a complicated back-to-back sort of thing we treated it as similar to the summit island as we did so we just kind of uh, use the whole situation as the advantage find and then uh, the twist points for accepting or denying was based on the uh, the tarp versus the steal a vote decision so that's where those points come from uh, mostly on flame pog empire but friends we made along the way also get a little bit for sydney uh, <laughs> worth mentioning too that was interesting is sydney didn't even realize that she was opening a beware advantage. It was just kind of <laughs> oh yeah, looking at the piece of paper. That was funny. So whether that was a conscious choice or not is an interesting one. Um, Brad as well finds the idol at, at at some point. Apparently, like the only time he left camp <laughs> turned out for him. Um, then JD gets a vote at a tribal, isn't voted out. We got a bunch of advantage points going around for... Luvu, uh, Blockbuster Definition, my team, me and Jimmer, definitely are the most well-off for the challenge. But uh, Flame Park Empire does well, too, here. And the friends we made along the way do, honestly, just about as well as if they hadn't lost two people. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so overall, we have the Flame Park Empire here uh, taking the first place spot for this episode. Uh, thanks to Brad. However, they won't get a lot of payoff for uh, the advantages that Brad finds here because he will never be able to actually play them or succeed with them. Mm-hmm. But at least they got something before he, he had to go. Yeah, Brad really went out with a bang. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in terms sure. of points. Uh, next up down is Blockbuster Definition. Uh, nothing too crazy going on otherwise over here. Uh, but we're just continuing to uh, rake in these points from Luvu winning again and again. Uh, pretty good early uh, drafting from our side, but you know it's up in the air whether these guys have any 
longevity to them or not, uh, how how well will these early points hold us? Uh, then only a couple, only two points down, right? We have the flame, or the flame, the flames we made along the definitions. <laughs> uh, friends we made along the not way quite. get some good challenge points in there. They at least have Sydney to get the the big points and coming in clutch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they get the second place points with Evany. Wow, Evie and Liana. <laughs> so that's uh, 19 points for them, 21 points for us, and Flame Pog Empire rounds us out with a nice even 30 points. Now totals, uh, things are pretty similar to last week, um, just with some of the gaps moved a bit. Uh, we got friends being along the way with 54 points, Flame Pog Empire 75, and Blockbuster Definition up at 82. Uh, if you take a look at the graph on, on the spreadsheet, you can definitely see uh, Blockbuster Definition and Flame Pog are, are staying pretty close. Hopefully, uh, it, you know, it'd keep things interesting to see friends we made along the way get a chance to spike up here. Yeah, they're, they're still not out well, of it. What we need for is sure. everybody else to lose people for like the next five episodes straight, and then we'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Overall things, you know, early on, still still really reasonably close yeah uh, there have been runaways in in the past but yeah. really any, anything here could happen especially with the uh the you uh idol potentially going back out there however blockbuster definition hasn't lost anybody yet so that might be happening next episode or maybe We'll just go on a run or and lose never. a bunch of people in a row. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Yeah, referring to like the next time on uh, the uh, the Luvu tribe is apparently going to consider throwing this next challenge to purposely oh. vote somebody off. I see. Uh, so that and that is heavily weighted on blockbuster definition. So. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how that turns out if they decide to actually go through with it. Or yeah, is this Nasir's time to go, or will he be a hero again next episode? Mm-hmm. It'll be very interesting to see. <laughs> we also can't ignore the fact that Flame Pog Empire is going to have a lot of points when when Chantel inevitably. Oh, for sure. <laughs> it's yeah, it's that, still that'll be hard game. to overcome no matter what. <laughs> it's still anybody's game, if you say so. All right, so Abraham game. All that and more next week when we come back here with potentially a slightly different group of people. We'll talk about the episode. We'll go over points. We'll make predictions. All that good stuff. Uh, any any closing thoughts you guys have on on this trades? Week? A- any trades? Anybody wants that wants to throw out? Yeah, somebody want somebody want to trade know, me, keep... Brad. <laughs> <laughs> With you want to give points? up Chantel? No. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I feel like we still don't really know the cast, which is a weird thing to say three episodes in. TB, you, you're saying you know it's open to me. I you know I guess I made this a little clear last episode as well. Um, I'm feeling pretty confident with Chantel right now. Who who else do you feel like is doing really well at this moment? Uh, anybody on Luvu, <laughs> except okay. for Nasir. <laughs> that's fair they're definitely in all yeah all solid spots up there for sure but yeah i i don't have many trades to make i don't think yeah I, 
If might come up at some point. If somebody was like really wanting to trade, there might be consideration to be made for somebody that's not Chantel. <laughs> but uh, I'm also very, uh, very content with where I'm at. Yeah, it's like the information we have on the people who, you know, have been present. We want to keep around, and then the people who. Uh, we don't have information on. We just don't know enough whether yeah. <laughs> I want to make a decision trading or not. So we'll leave things at that for this week and look forward to an exciting episode, hopefully, next time around. With that all being said... Hold on. <gasps> I, I have I have to I have to ask Soaring something now that we're on the same okay. episode. Uh-oh. So it's something I've been... I've... I've considered this like thought experiment it's not really um but for the future of our business partnership if you had the choice between making a comeback points wise and winning this fantasy season or we stay in last but evie wins again ignoring the fact that Chantal wins obviously um what what do you pick I'm very confused by this proposition. You, do you want asking... to win on points, or do you want the winner on our team? Basically. Okay, there, there you go. That, that's what, like, I thought specifically you specifically Evie. Ask. Though I was very confused when you said, "Do you want to win on points, or do you want Evie to win?" I'm like, I, I don't care what Evie if Evie wins, <laughs> but because she might not be on our team. But uh, I mean, what I'm saying. I think I've had like the winner on my team for the past three seasons or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I'm not. I, I'm not actually married to that. It's it's really been, honestly, more than anything, it's been a strategic failing on my part because <laughs> <laughs> the winner never gets like any points. Well, right. We'll see. So my 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 whole point being that I would be completely satisfied, even if we lost everyone in the next three episodes but Evie, and then Evie wins. And so, that's where uh, I'm so at. So you're, you're, you're putting all your eggs in that basket. Pretty much. I would also be uh, fine with, like, anyone what else. What Fred is telling winning. us is that he's found a new poverty. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially. Evie is, is really but, cool. I like Evie. But yeah, m- my whole point was just that, like, you know what? <laughs> I'm an awful teammate to have. Because of this exact thing, where I would be totally happy Among other throwing things. away, throwing yeah, throwing away our entire team just to let like somebody on our team win, but I feel like nobody else would be okay with that. I mean, so right I just, now I, just I don't actually think that I see Evie as a background player, uh, anyways. So I'm not yeah, really concerned totally. from that perspective. Uh. Do I think we're winning this season? Hell no! I think I think we have fallen right out of the gate. And uh, you still you still have a chance, like... especially if uh, Blockbuster Definition loses some players. What it all hinges on, though, isn't it? <laughs> yep, and that, that and that's how <laughs> usually these seasons go. You're like you're hoping for one player or one team in this scenario to like get knocked down a peg because they're out to a like early early lead and they're up and, by and a significant now i really want to like i really want to like run analysis on our previous seasons to like get an idea of 
how many players each each one of us has active like for the average number of episodes or something like that yeah big like, big stat breakdown <laughs> yeah is is there a subsection of us who falls faster and another section of us that w- withholds players a long time i feel like jimmer jimmer for some reason uh constantly is walking away with uh full-bodied teams for a while yeah i don't know how he does it <laughs> yeah he's he's wild <laughs> Yeah, I really feel like the the Toon Jimmer combo is a little OP, but that's fine. <laughs> Worst part is, I don't even feel like Jimmer's trying at the time. I think that guy <laughs> yeah. walks in, makes some meme picks, and then they work out for him. Yeah, yeah. combination between maybe trying too much and trying too little. That's what it gets us. But yeah, if, if, you, uh, if you look at last season, it was episode four when Toon lost his first contestant so maybe history repeats itself all right lucky dice let's let's roll them <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> but then you went on okay. a streak all the way to episode 10 before you lost your second one. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah we, we're, we'll ignore that part we'll ignore, ignore that part and hope well <laughs> that, that doesn't happen yeah the monkey paw curls i got one, I got one of them back too thanks True. to the edge of extinction <laughs> all right so Thank you to Mango for editing this episode. Thanks to Subtact for the use of our theme song, Step Up. If you want to follow along, check out the the numbers and the graphs and everything, uh, you can go to our spreadsheet over at rngshow.com slash 41. And we have our other episodes over at rngshow.com. Keep an eye out for lots of fun stuff over there. And we will be back here next week. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. See you next time. Or maybe I won't. I don't know how this format works yet. (laughs) So do you guys think my boss is still listening? I don't know. (laughs) I mean, subscribed and listen are two very different things. (laughs) Yeah, that is true.